TalkZone presents Motivation with a Purpose Radio, the show that highlights the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life. Now, bringing you real inspiration, here are your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome once again to Motivation with a Purpose right here on TalkZone.com every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Rich Tolsterman right by my side once again, my faithful sidekick, Zeke Mambolo. And Zeke, we got a great show today. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am I'm thrilled to talk with JT DeBolt, our guest today, and hear what he has to say. But it's all about, you know, I, I, every, ever so often when I sit down, whether I'm doing some planning with my wife or just for uh, business, as, as you, it's, it's always when you look at success and you try to envision what you want to accomplish and the magnitude of what exists before us, we are always overwhelmed by thinking about this. You know, even if we think we got it, we got it all figured out, at some point we get this gut check that scares us. So I'm looking forward to hearing what our guest has to say to guide us in this process in talking about the flight plan to success. Thank you for uh, booking this guest, Rich. Yeah, JT is great. He is a formal Navy aviator. He worked his way up from mechanic all the way to a decorated uh, U.S. naval aviator. So he has a fascinating story behind him. The new updated and revised version of Flight Plan to Success. He's going to talk about an online education program that he has in store for people that is free that you can go to his website and uh, check out. Plus a lot of other strategic uh, coaching and consulting uh, work that he does through his very own company. He's going to tell us all about it as we learn about, once again, the revised and updated version of Flight Plan to Success, authored by J.T. DeBolt, our guest today on Motivation with a Purpose. We want to remind you at this time to remember to come right to TalkZone.com anytime you want to hear the latest from Motivation with a Purpose, the radio show, or you can find us on Facebook at MWP Radio AM or on Twitter at MWP Radio Man for all the latest news concerning your favorite radio talk show, Motivation with a Purpose. And right now, Zeke, I'm going to turn it right over to you to tell the listeners about a very, very special survey and inside look at the show because we need their help. We do, we do. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, yes, uh, if you're listening right now, we will encourage you, uh, as we know that we have a, a variety, a good number of live listeners, and the bulk of our listeners are archived listeners, so even as you're listening down the road here in a few minutes or hours, but uh, please go to the homepage on TalkZone.com and Motivation of the Purpose Radio homepage there, and at the bottom, or you might see a banner at a later time where we will have an opportunity for you to do a survey for us. We want to enhance the quality of the show we want to give you the best quality product we can and by understanding who you are your likes and dislikes understanding the things that that motivate you or that uh, that get you to that next level we will be able to cater to you as best as we can and we are deeply indebted and you know in other words we desire deeply to cater to our, our listeners out there and uh, the survey is a quick survey. It takes less than two minutes to get the survey done. Uh, also, we want to make sure we have some giveaways. So we have some, some prizes out there to give away as well, mainly uh, for the lucky number 25, lucky number 250, and lucky number 1,000 of this survey uh, process. We will be sending you a copy of uh, my book, The Firstborn Son, A Curse, A Gift, or A Calling, as well as an audio content uh, CD on uh successful family legacy that I, I, I spoke on. And uh, just to kind of give you the, 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 uh, the, an idea of what the book, when people hear the book, A Firstborn Son, A Curse, A Gift, or A Calling, they think, well, it's just for sons, it's just for firstborn sons. But mind you, folks, mind you, it is a whole lot more than that. Uh, and I want to take a moment, first of all, uh, to give you some insight into what this book is about. It, it certainly reaches every aspect of our society, whether you're a single mother, mother, father, a son, a daughter. This is a book mainly about multi-generational family legacy and the variety of aspects but uh 
the, there's a forward that was written by Dr. Carl Payne. He is, uh, uh, he's, he's also an author and a, a great, uh, conference. Uh, he does a great conference on spiritual warfare and some other things. Uh, but here's what he wrote about the book, please, and from another person's words, not just mine. The book you have in your hands, it's a powerful message that needs to be read and spread throughout North America and beyond. It, it is worthy of your time and necessary financial sacrifice to secure, carefully read, and prayerfully implement selected principles contained within its pages into your family considerations. As I read Zig's book, I wonder if the picture he paints regarding the responsibilities of, of a firstborn son in an African culture are really a mini snapshot of many of the roles and responsibilities which would have been considered normal rather than novel in the Middle East, Far East, and in the homes of Moses and Jesus. My suspicion is that these cultures more accurately reflect biblical perspectives than the indifferences of being a firstborn in our country, our own country, at least at this time. We live in a place and time where respect has been replaced by entitlement. Authority and instructor are viewed with ridicule as something to be ignored or rejected as antiquated. Bigger traditions stuck in the time warp. The chaos and entropy we now see are as regrettably normal in many of our work ethic, morals, homes, schools, employment, downtowns, and neighborhoods is as predictable as is repugnant. Zeke's story, from a happy boy to a potential force recruit bent on murder and mayhem, to a college basketball player and high school coach, to the inhumanity of racism, to a loving husband and father, pragmatically speaking, is not just interesting. It is powerfully insightful and inspiring. It is my pleasure to highly recommend the reading and distribution of this challenging book and the enduring legacy it promotes and promises. Our culture is crashing around us in North America. This book is a lifeline for help. That was written by Dr. Carl Payne, and uh, he is a renowned uh, uh, speaker out there as well, radio person, radio personality, and I think you will also enjoy, I mean, his words are, these are his words, not mine, but I'm honored by, by those words. And so what we're putting in your hands is for, if, it's for your family in, in its entirety. Uh, and I pray that this will give you some insight to go ahead, be motivated a little extra to uh, do the survey for us. Get, let us know who you are because we want to bring this kind of information and more right into your hands every single time we get the chance to connect with you. Uh, so please, the survey again is at uh, the website of TalkZone.com, Motivation with the Purpose radio show. You're also... We're also looking to give a copy each of this book and additional content to number 25, lucky number 250, and lucky number 1,000. And say thank you so much for being a part of our show. We would not have a show without you. Rich? Well, Zeke, that's uh, I can't uh, think of a better way to start off the show with such a great uh, lead-in. I know your book personally has done a lot for me. I've also read it, so I will back Carl's recommendation. And you got to always have good reading material on on hand, and that's why we have J.T. DeBolt today as a guest on Motivation with a Purpose. He is the author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. is a former U.S. Navy pilot and naval officer. He spent over 12 years on active duty, working his way up from enlisted aircraft mechanic with technical electrical electronic warfare squadron 131 to combat decorated naval aviator with patrol squadron one and naval air station north iron north island i should say in corridondo california jt completed his service in 2008 and began an entrepreneurial career with his wife mia he is the ceo of mach one strategies and consulting while flying was a lifelong dream of JT's, he found the most rewarding aspect of military service to be the leadership lessons learned while serving with tremendous people at that time, both as an enlisted sailor and naval officer. And now today, he shares some of those concepts with us right here on the Motivation with a Purpose radio show. Hi, JT. How are you? Good morning, Rich. How are you, my friend? Great to hear your voice again. Doing well, doing well. Really glad that you could be on the show. Now, I know this is a revised and updated version of Flight Plan to Success. Just how revised and updated is the brand new book? Well, it's absolutely, well, what happened was, you know, you remember back in 2010 when we first met, we first had our interview. It was when the book first came out, and that was based on a lot of the information that I had 
from my experience, both flying combat surveillance and reconnaissance over Afghanistan and serving on the ground in Iraq, the practical major project planning process that it took to not just have a big goal, but to have a strategy behind it. In the three years since, there's been so much growth in the message and so much augmentation of the strategies, because these, the, these are the strategies that I've shared with my private clients worldwide, my corporate clients, my organizational clients. So it was absolutely necessary to take the new stuff and the updated version of what got people results, what really moved them forward, and what, what allowed them to be able to create tremendous results for themselves in their business and in their life, and put this into the book. And I have to give a major shout-out to my amazing publisher, Aloha Publishing, here in, here in Boise, Idaho, because they were really patient with me in this process. They were hugely accommodating. So I'm absolutely thrilled that we can get this out there. All right. Sounds great. Let's get dive right into it. Why is now the best time ever to go after our biggest goals and dreams? Well, here's the thing, Rich. I, my personal opinion is that art imitates life. And you can see this all over the place. There's a, there's a famous movie out right now with Brad Pitt about the zombie apocalypse. And it's kind of funny because if you take it literally, you think, oh, it's The Walking Dead. But if you look around right now, you can see it everywhere. In fact, Zeke, I appreciate you pointing that out when you were talking about your book at the beginning. It, it, there's this sense of detachment. You know, there's this sense of disconnection in our lives where we are either disconnected from one another. We got our heads down, tweeting you know, texting messages as opposed to looking each other in the eye. And that is an evidence, that is evidence that we're disconnected from our true selves and from our passion. And you can see this everywhere. The stress levels are high. The dispassion levels are high in people. And so what happens is we tend to make excuses for why we can't accomplish our big dreams. We either, we've either been told no, like I was by the U.S. Navy six times and pretty much by everybody in my life, or we've seen failure and said it's not worth it. You know, the cost is too high, the economy this, the government that. So we start setting ourselves up for failure by building this cushion of, quote, safety with our excuses. And the fact is, too many people have done that. And so what this message is about is about hitting those people who have absolutely had enough. They're willing to take that risk in themselves, invest in themselves, and take that bold step because the road is wide open. If you want to succeed in life, if you want to succeed in your big goals, now is the time because so many people have quit. And what's interesting is the people that have quit and are sitting on the couch are looking to you to set the tone and to set the example. JT, that's great. Um, Zeke here, and thank you so much for the compliment there as well. I, I want to just, you know, we want to spend the time talking just – uh, on a very real level, very authentic, um, and show our humility in the process as well as we talk with our listeners on this show. And I was coming through your site a little bit, trying to understand and learn more about you, obviously. And I want you, I just want to throw something that you, a line that you have here. Uh, one of the things that you give people, you said, how to recognize and the barriers to your success before they show up and quickly navigate around them. So just kind of give people a little bit of a taste of you, you know, whether it's coaching or the things that you do and how you talk about that component for a short time and just give, give our audience a taste of JT doing this thing and teaching people to recognize those barriers to success. Like you just described. I, I appreciate that question, Zeke. And I'll tell you that really uh, the thing that I'm passionate about is helping the person that's made the decision for themselves to take full responsibility for their lives, to help them take their game to the next altitude. And there was a time in my life when I thought, you know, what can I give to the world? How can I make a difference? Because as a kid growing up, I had the dream of being a blue angel. I wanted to fly in the U S Navy blue angel team, best pilots in the world. And I literally had every single person except for two people in my life tell me I couldn't do it. And, you know, they were doubting me. I had ADD. I was a terrible student. Let's just be honest, right? And so throughout my entire life, I had people saying, you can't do this. It's not going to work. You should set your goals a lot more realistic. And so I had to develop a way to feel my way through the world. I didn't have the develop, you know, I didn't have Tony Robbins and Wayne Dyer and, and uh, you know, Jack Canfield and all these amazing people in my life. I really figured this out kind of on my own. And so I share that with people 
based on reality, you know, based on real world stuff. Now, I've done a lot of study and worked on myself and started to understand psychology and success and some of the mental triggers that it takes to move past those barriers. But Zeke, I got to tell you that when I see somebody lined up against a barrier, they have a decision to make every single time. And the decision basically is this. Am I going to go through this barrier? Am I going to negotiate it? Either go around it, over, over it, around it, through it, over the top of it. Or am I going to back down from it? And I have to tell you, this is not a macho thing. This isn't one of these you know, major courage things, although it does take courage. What it takes, though, is that belief in two things. Number one, in the vision, the goal that you have. Is it worth going through, around, or over that barrier? Number two is the belief in yourself. And I will say this, one of the toughest, toughest negotiations you'll ever have in life, whether it's business, whether it's a relationship, whatever it might be, is that negotiation with yourself, that you can do this, that you're worth it, that the goal is worth it. Everything else is window dressing. The car you drive, the clothes you wear, the house you live in, the neighborhood you, you exist in, stuff is window dressing and it's great stuff. But you have to make that negotiation of, I'm going to do this. I believe in myself. It might suck. <laughs> it might be challenging, but I'm going to get there. So that's, that's really where that focus is on that. JT, we got a minute to break here, but I want you to kind of just, as you ride along on that same uh, uh, thought pattern here, we, you, you mentioned the Tony Robbins and the Wayne Dyer. And, you know, so people come out every time looking for these uh, motivational tools like we are even trying to provide here. And a lot of times it seems to me it's more superficial than it's authentic. How do you, I mean, how can we how can we help them determine? Because you're saying something good about meeting the barrier, but if, if the pursuit, first of all, is not authentic, the barrier, it will always make, you know, we can't cross that barrier. So. Is there something that you can kind of give us some insight into that whole authenticity of what is truly uh, not superficial and what we seek as a, as a trying to improve ourselves? Oh, yeah, that's a big question. And, I, and I'll tell you this. I think the answer is you find it within yourself because, number one, there's a lot of really amazing teachers out there, and they don't necessarily have the multimillion-dollar brand. Sometimes – they're the, it could be your own kids, right? Sometimes it could be the pastor, the mentor, the friend, the neighbor, your parents that show up in a certain way and you know that they're operating from a place of authenticity because they, they carry through with it with such passion. So if, you if you're trying to find authenticity in a person, you have to find it in yourself first. Here's my personal belief. I don't believe in... I've been called a motivational speaker, and I don't think that's accurate because motivation comes from within. There's no possible way a person or a musician or, a, or an athlete can stand on stage and do their thing and create a change in a person. That person has to see and recognize the excellence of that example in themselves. So in other words, if you listen to Tony Robbins and it excites you, it motivates you, it's only because there's something inside you that you recognized in Tony Robbins. If you see Michael Jordan, if you see Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, operate on a high level and you're inspired, it's because there's something about that performance that you know exists inside you. That's when you know it's authentic, and that's when you follow that teacher because you've recognized yourself in them and in their message. JT, how do we open ourselves up to recognizing what you're talking about? Because some people have a really hard time with uh, self-esteem, for lack of a better word. Lack of a better word, they have a real hard time recognizing themselves doing anything. Absolutely, like we've, like we've talked about. Uh, so far in the show. So how do we open ourselves up to being able to recognize those things you're talking about? Yeah, Rich, solid question, man. I'll tell you the thing is, is you talk about self-esteem, and another word for that is confidence, right? Confidence is the byproduct of certainty and clarity. Now, certainty is something that you can feel any time, but I think you have to be open to allowing yourself to be there. You have to have that courage to say, this, I believe in this. I believe in my goal. I believe in my dream. As ridiculous as it may sound to the rest of the world, I mean, who in the world would think that some kid from Boise, Idaho could grow up and become a naval aviator? At, at the time of my life, it was the same as saying, someday I'm going to own the moon, right? And so when I, you have to have a certainty that that goal matters, 
And that you can only feel inside yourself, and you have to take the time. Here's the part that's important. Going back to my comment about the zombie apocalypse, we're so surface level and so detached that we have forgotten our dreams. We've forgotten our passions. So it takes about five or ten minutes a day for a person. First thing in the morning, if, it, if you have to get up a few minutes early, then do it. But you have to do it at a time when it's quiet, before the day started, before you turn on your cell phone, the email, heaven forbid, the television. And you have to sit down and just allow yourself to be still and quiet and feel that passion again. Feel what it is. Say, ask yourself, what was that thing when I was a kid? That was so exciting to me. What are the things right now that if money were no object, if I had a million or a billion dollars, what would I do? Now, I know what mine is. What, I know what I'd do with a billion bucks. And it has very little to do with buying stuff. It has to do with getting yourself to a level where you want to be, that dream you've always had. The second part to it is there has to be a, a, a sense, when we go back to the certainty plus clarity, is you have to start working on getting clear. And, and Rich, this is a long conversation. The clarity piece is something that we work deeply in in some of my courses and some of my coaching. But the idea is a person has to first start with the determination 100% on making a decision today to find the clarity and the, and the certainty in my life. When you mix those two, that's where the confidence, that's where the self-esteem starts to build. Excellent, excellent advice. And we'll learn more from J.D. DeBolt, the author of Flight Plan to Success, when motivation with a purpose continues after this time out. You're listening to Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Yes, yes, indeed. It's a wonderful day out here in the Northwest, especially in the Seattle area. We have a long streak of sunshiny days coming, and uh, we have already one going on. My kids are excited. And sure enough, we are here, as we are every Friday on Motivation with a Purpose, with our special guest today, J.T. DeBolt. As you know, my co-host, Rach Hallstrom, and I, Zeke Bambolo, always love and appreciate having you. JT, as we move to the next segment of our discussion, we want to take it to a little bit of your life and kind of bring us into your, 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 your life a little bit. And I want to start by just asking this question. It, 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 you walked away from your childhood dream of being a naval aviator in 2008, and of all things, you chose to start or launch a business uh, during that time. What were you thinking? Um, Yeah, I get that question a lot. In fact, a lot of the naysayers ask me the same question. And it's kind of a funny story because I did. I grew up as a kid wanting to fly in the Navy, and literally most people said I couldn't do it. So I enlisted in the Navy out of high school, and I applied six different times, which was the maximum amount of times I could apply for the different officer accession programs that the Navy had. So as, as Rich kind of mentioned in my profile at the beginning of the call, I was stationed up there in Whidbey Island, Washington, not too far from where you boys are at right now, and spent four years working on aircraft, on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. And I worked my tail off. I was laser focused. I put those applications in every single time, and every time the answer came back from the Navy the same. They said no. You're not qualified. You are not the kind of person we're looking for to become an officer, let alone fly our airplanes. Thank you very much. Keep doing what you're doing. So I had a choice to make at the end of that four-year commitment. Most of the people in my life said, why don't you just settle for becoming an aircraft mechanic, which is what I was, which is what the Navy had me build at at that point. So, Zeke, I had a choice then to get out. And that was, I I can't even remember when that was, uh, 1993, I think, kind of dates me a little bit, I guess. But uh, I made that choice, and it was weird because I was going from that stability of a steady paycheck and, you know, all these kinds of things. So I got out and I did it my way, did it my own, which was kind of a, not to sound rebellious, but I just couldn't take no for an answer. So I worked all these different construction jobs and washed dishes in a restaurant and changed oil and rotated tires in a mechanic shop and went back to college, went to the University of Colorado at Boulder, got my degree, got my commission as an officer. And then on September 7th, 2001, four days before the terrorist attacks in 9-11, I accomplished my lifelong dream. I became a Navy pilot. And it was it was an amazing journey. And it was one of those moments in life where you cross the threshold of I told you so into 
I totally deserve this. I made this happen. And I made it happen with a team, of, you know, support team, because I did have people in my corner. And the, the message there is, number, there's a couple of messages. Number one is, success is a team sport. And you have to find those people that are going to back you, that are going to believe in your vision. It doesn't mean they have to buy into it 100% and say, oh, yeah, I get it. That's what I would do. They don't have to be there. What they have to be, you want to find those people who will say, Zeke, I believe in you, man. I, I know you can do this. I have no idea how you're going to do it, but I'll be there on any capacity. That's the first part. The second part is you have to be taking massive, purposeful action in order to get a person to buy into you. Here's the analogy I give my clients all the time. If I believe in, if, if somebody believes in me at a level 10, they say, JT, you're amazing. You could do this. But I only believe in myself at like a level six. I can only receive 60% of their belief, of their faith, of their total commitment to me. So it's essentially my responsibility because I'm, I'm absolutely discrediting their faith in me if I don't believe in myself 100%. Now, if the person says I only believe in you at 60%, then that's great. Now I can receive all that they can give me because they can only hit me at a level six. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. The point that being, makes perfect sense. The point being is you have to, on a large scale, you have to do the work every single day to say, I'm worth it. Not from an arrogant place, not from an ego place, but from that belief in yourself that you were brought here for a purpose, that you have a calling in life, that God, your higher power, whomever you want to call that person or that force, puts you here for a reason, not just to drone through life like a zombie, but to show up and give your best stuff every single day. JT, I have a question related to something that you just said. Um, and you brought up a good point that I want to focus on. I believe that too many people worry about proving other people wrong than concentrating on the things that they want to accomplish. What are your thoughts on that? I love that question. And, and I'll tell you, it's funny because it goes back to me fully answering Zeke's previous question. The reason I got out in 2008 was I, I had this sort of natural calling, and it's not something I asked for. I really did think I was going to spend my entire life flying airplanes in the Navy, or at least until retirement and all that kind of stuff. And so I had a decision to make in, in 2008 to move on. And I had a lot of people, like you just mentioned, the, the naysayers. And there was an element of me that was a, an old program I ran from the time I was a kid. The I told you so, I'll prove it to you attitude. Now let me honor it for a second. Because if that's what you need to get off the couch, then use it. It can be very, very powerful. There is some, something extremely powerful about having a person or a group or an entity or a force in your life put that in front of you and say you can't do it. And then you turn around and say, oh, yeah, let me show you how wrong you are and use that as a catalyst. But that's the key is a catalyst. What creates long term sustained success, the thing that, that kicks the door in on procrastination, the thing that dissolves the overwhelm, if you will, is you have to then move into a place where you are backed with purpose because just walking around with the I told you so part isn't going to get it done. The fact is, when I got out in 2008 and launched my business, it was the worst economical time to do that. It was insane. It was almost like career suicide. And if I just did it to show people or to prove them I could do it, I wouldn't be here. Because we went, my wife and I went through some horrendous failures, some tremendous pain. And we came out the other side because we were connected to a bigger purpose. It wasn't about proving people wrong. It was about doing what we wanted to do passionately. So the, the word, the answer I would give you is this. Don't focus on the naysayers, but, you're, but in yourself become a nay-slayer. And I don't mean this to be cute or contrived. You've got to slay the nay, so to speak. Not the person, just the idea, that doubt, that Fear and it's you. You can't conquer fear, but you can you can absolutely use it as a performance enhancing drug. So the point is, you have to have a purpose higher than I told you so. I, I told you so is a great catalyst, but it won't get you down the road across the goal line. You know, JJ, uh, as you were talking a little while back as well, uh, I just wanted to emphasize. I think more than anything, uh, uh, if 
even though um, we we do a lot of uh, our talk based on Christian principles here, and what you articulated so clearly with regards to, especially when you use the analogy of being at six or at ten, and, and us being where we choose to be, if I can call that, is that we have been told by the scripture that we are more than conquerors. You know, and too many times we see ourselves as conquered than more than conquerors. And so, what, what, another way I want to kind of uh, emphasize what you you, you specify there, I believe, and you can tell me if, if, if I'm on point or not, is that we have to have the conqueror's mentality, and that is not a, that is not a, 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 a I'm, I guess I am, it must come from a place of true confidence from within that allows us to um, break those barriers and achieve success. Uh, does that concur? Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you, Zeke, and, I'll, and if I may, I'll just add a little bit to that. The simple fact is this, is that you can, to your point, the word choice is perfect. It is a choice any given time of any given day. You have the choice to, you know, eat that last donut or whatever muffin that's, that somebody left behind, or you can walk away from it. You have the choice to do the, that last set of reps in the gym. You, you have the choice to go to the gym. You have the choice to forgive somebody when they wrong you or to ask for their forgiveness when, you're, when you did it wrong. You have the choice in any given time of day to be happy to be grateful, to be ready for the next opportunity or the next challenge in life. It's a total choice. And the high achievers in life, doesn't matter whether it's business, sports, music, art, or the stay-at-home parent, and that's their, that's their task in life. That's their passionate goal. That's their mission is to raise a beautiful family. That, to me, is high altitude. That's the term I like to use for it. That is a level of personal excellence that cannot be touched. You can't, you can't possibly do anything other than honor that and celebrate it. And do you know why people do that? It's because they make that choice. And the simple choice comes down to this. You have a purpose on this planet. I don't know what it is. Rich doesn't know what it is. Zeke doesn't know what it is. But if you can hear my voice right now, you have a calling and a purpose. Now, if right now your current situation is not up to par with what you want for your life. You want to make more money. You want to be more fit. You want to have a better relationship or you want to change the relationship you're in. Maybe this isn't the one for you. I don't know. But my point being is you want better grades in school. You want, uh, you know, better results from the things you're doing in life. It's always a decision. And the first decision you have to make is to tell yourself, I absolutely deserve, I absolutely deserve 100% happiness in what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that you got to make a million bucks to be happy. In fact, that won't make you happy. The pursuit may make you happy. That pursuit of making yourself hitting that level of excellence you've never felt before. To be able to give back to your community financially and, and spiritually and from your heart. That's the difference between showing up and making a difference. If you just show up and punch a card every single day, get in your car, drive through traffic, and, and are miserable... You are not honoring the gift of you, the gift that's inside you, whatever that gift is, whatever that calling is. And I don't mean to go kind of, you know, woo-woo on people, but the simple fact is, you, as you said, it's a, it's a mental game. It's a, it's a conflict sometimes. I call this the air war inside your head, the battle for superiority, air superiority. Fear, doubt, guilt, regret, all those don't serve us. The fear does, but the guilt, the doubt, the self-regret, all of those things are useless emotions. They do nothing for you. They put you nowhere but in the, in the pit. And the only thing that conquers fear and pain and agony is love and gratitude. You've got to love yourself. You've got to love your mission. You've got to love the people around you. And I don't talk about, like, puppy love, right? I'm talking about true, authentic human love for another person, true, authentic human love for yourself, for nature, for the world around you, for your mission. If you're in business, you've got to love your business. You've got to love your employees. You've got to love your clients. You've got to love your competitors. I love my competitors because they push me to that next level. I love my clients because I wouldn't be here without them. And so, and then the gratitude piece is you got to be grateful even when you get hit in the face, even when you're on the floor and you have lost everything. There's a part where, and it's not easy. It's not easy, but there's a part where you have to find that gratitude and say, I was brought here. This whole part of the journey is part of the journey. I will make it. I'll get through it. And I'm so grateful for the lesson I'm being taught. Just like when the victory comes, I'm so grateful 
for the spoils of victory. And that's the kind of attitude. That's where you win the game before you start. JT, we will stay right where you are. You kind of you you on some good things here. And um, yes, what um, again? I want to make. People are clarifying, even as we talk about this whole motivation, the confidence and purpose, you know, when I said that Bible verse earlier, we're more than conquerors, it is in Christ Jesus that we believe in. And so we know that that power, that love, that gratitude comes from Christ in our, in our message that we want to preach y'all and say here. But let me ask you, JT, I mean, uh, you, there's someone on the line right now, listen to this program right now, who is really, you know, trying to just they, they can see that next hill that they need to go over. Uh, but I think something that helps us push out, we can hear in your voice, use the word purpose, but I also want you to get on down with us and move us into the this discussion on how we can begin to find our purpose, but also our passion, because that passion right now is coming through loud and clear through your voice. How can we tell someone who is listening right now who needs to go over that next hill to find the passion that you're showing on our show right now? Okay, and this is a beautiful question, Zeke, and I appreciate that. The, the, the passion literally comes from recognizing, first and foremost, that you have something to provide to the world, period, end of story. And it's okay if your goal, if the best thing you can provide is painting picket fences or scraping gum off the sidewalk. However, if you say to yourself, that doesn't feel right, I know that I'm capable of more than that, I just don't know what it is. You have absolutely started to tap into passion because right now your focus is not on being down here. Your focus is at least one level higher. And it doesn't matter relative to anybody else. It doesn't matter the scope or the scale. It just means you are now moving forward. You're moving up. And so the, to find the actual passion itself is to ask yourself, if all things were equal, if I didn't have to worry about paying the bills, if I didn't have to worry about paying the rent, if I knew that I wasn't going to get hurt doing this, if I could just have a hall pass, a mulligan, if you will, and I could just do it for the sake of doing it, what would it feel like? What would it look like? And, I'll, and let me just give you a quick illustration. I know we had to go to break here. When I was a kid, I was in flight school. I'd worked my entire life to get there, and I was so stressed out that I was going to fail that I was hating every moment of flight training. This was my childhood dream, and I was sitting there pursuing it. Now, I understand there was an 82%, right around 82% washout rate. Every friend that I had that I started with had, let, had washed out. These are highly qualified people. Went to the Naval Academy. Some went to Stanford, Harvard, you know, big schools. I went to the University of Colorado. No slouch there, right? But by no means was I the most educated or most qualified guy. There were kids that came in with their full type-rated uh, you know, pilot's license that washed out of flight school. Why? Well, first of all, they weren't passionate about it. They were doing it because somebody else said, you should do that, or they were following their dad, their granddad, their mom, whomever it was. So if you're going to find your passion, it's got to be yours. You've got to own it. The second thing is you have to find every single day something good in it. And if I may, there was, we were, I remember flying a training flight and I'm in the front seat of this trainer, the instructors in the back, and I could see him through the little rear view mirrors on the, on the canopy. And I am freaking out. I'm not enjoying flight training. This was my dream. I should be loving it. Right. And he's sitting in the back. He's got his oxygen mask pulled to the side. He's got his hands up on the rails of the canopy. And he goes, dude, it's too bad. You're getting graded on this because you're missing out on how friggin' cool this is. And I went, oh my gosh. I literally had worked myself into a huge stressful ball of pain over, not, over hoping I didn't fail. It was in that moment that I realized how grateful, how lucky I was. The thousands, tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who applied just to get in couldn't make it on medical reasons alone. And then the guys that got washed, the, the rest that were left, 82% were gone. And ultimately, there was just a, a handful of us that stood there on September 7, 2001 and got our wings of gold. So you have to, number one, follow the thing that you want to do, not what somebody else said you should do. And that's the first question you've got to ask yourself. And, and so I just want to leave you with that. And the second one is, every single day, every single part of the journey, you have to say, whoa, I can't believe I'm doing this. Even though right now might be tough, I can't believe this is awesome. You know, I'm doing, this is really awesome to even be pursuing my dream. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to JT DeBolt, 
He is the author of The Flight Plan to Success. This is, as always, Motivation with a Purpose here on TalkZone.com. And guess what? We'll be right back. It's time for more Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Now, back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome back to Motivation with a Purpose right here on TalkZone.com. Our guest today, J.T. DeBolt, the author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T., my next question for you as we begin to head into the last part of the show. What do you say to someone who says, I don't have the time or the money? to pursue my passion and dreams? I say ridiculous because no one ever has the time or the money. There's never, here's the one thing I will tell you. If right now you feel like the the timing couldn't be worse, you just can't seem to fit it in or the money's not right, then guess what? It's probably perfect for you. It's always that sense that we don't have enough, we're not enough. And the whole point is this. Yeah, you may have to get creative. You may have to work harder. You may have to work longer than you think. But the fact is, right now, really, truly, honestly, there has never been a better time to go after your dreams. In the book, I actually talk about there's four categories of resources you need to accomplish any goal. One of those is time, and one of those is money. But the simple fact is, there's a way to find that to find those resources. You've got to tap into you know, your network, the kind of people around you. Right now, I promise you, my mantra in life is this. You have everything you need to accomplish anything you want. That's the thing that will be stamped on my headstone or whatever, right, tattooed on my back. The point being is that you have everything you need right now. And when I mean everything, I mean the thing, all the resources are available to you, but you got to ask for them. you got to talk about your dream. And going back to Zeke's question about how do you find your passion, that's how you find it is you talk about it nonstop. I remember when I first started talking about going into business for myself and being an entrepreneur, my co-pilots, my navigators, well, not my navigator, because my navigator was my wife, and she believed in me even more than I did, still to this day, right? The fact is, people were like, come on, that's ridiculous. But the more I talked about it, the more I talked through that doubt, and the more clear and solid I got on my messaging. And so, if you don't think you have the time, you have to find a way to squeeze it, even if it's 30 minutes in the morning. Do you know this? If you get up, 30 minutes early, and stay up 30 minutes late every single day, that's an hour. If you did that 365 days a year, that means holidays, birthdays, New Year's morning when you don't want to wake up, uh, the day where you're feeling pretty bad. If you did that, that's 365 hours. If you divide 365 by 24, it comes out to 15.1 days. 15.1 days, and we're talking about 24-hour days. I challenge anybody to go for 24 straight hours, let alone do that for 15 days. That's how you get two weeks off, literally. So if you, have, if you don't think you have the time, you've got to make the time. Sometimes it means making sacrifices. Sometimes it means telling your buddies, no, I can't go bowling or I can't go out and have beers with you. Sometimes it means turning the bachelorette off. No offense, but you've, you know, frankly, it's all about choice. And money, money's just about finding it. Money's about being creative. Sometimes money's about letting things go that are holding us back. But it does take that introspection and taking that inventory for what you have in place right now. JT, uh, I mean, you mentioned something a minute ago about, you know, part of how you do it is you, you said you talk about it. And I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a, not to disagree at all, but I want to give people another encouragement. But those of us who are the silent type almost for lack of a better phrase or image the silent assassin you know we're not we're not discouraged we're very confident but some of us are not very outspoken about what we want to do doesn't mean that we're not passionate powerful about, about what we want to do and the, and the context i want to present that image for those who are listening is that as JT is talking, I just something just hit me that you know. I remember those days when I first came to the states as a very young teenage boy, uh, and well, my late teenage years, but still a teenage boy, and was looking forward to that responsibility of restoring my family out of, out of a civil war, and. I didn't walk to everybody I saw and told them about the difficulties that I had just gone through with regards to war. As a matter of fact, when I went back and spoke at my, spoke at my college a few uh, months ago, a year ago, whatever, most of my booster clubs and other teachers and so well, why didn't you say these things to us? Why didn't you tell us you're going through all this stuff? But there is still an opportunity uh, in our culture to be that silent but confident type and still be very much 
focus, you know, and I was so focused to the point that I, I didn't almost lose my marriage because I was drinking and partying. I was so focused on doing what I, that mandate that was given to me. So short way to kind of put get my point across is that it's okay to not necessarily have to tell everybody your, about your whole life story and everything else, but you can still be the silent assassin, the silent confident one that knows what you're going after, what you want. It's very, I mean, you're motivated about it, whether or not you're writing it, like giving yourself a diary or somehow to make sure you maintain that focus. But I, I didn't think I was much uh, in that, moment, at least in that point of my life, I didn't find myself talking a whole lot about it, but I sure knew that there was no way I was going to, persuade or anyone was going to persuade me to to distract or distract me from that goal and that it is still a powerful thing if you are confident and purposeful for the right reasons and that passion is there wouldn't you agree sending you i I totally agree with you i'm sending you a long distance high five there zeke because here's here's the simple fact that every single person has their personality type and you got to play to that so if you are a person who doesn't like to be out there and and you know boisterously talking about your dream. You have to share it with yourself. You have to share it with your journal, your diary, whomever. Meditate on it. Pray about it. The point is you have to get it outside of more than just a thought or a feeling because otherwise it vaporizes and it, it has nothing. It has nothing to it. So you don't have to share it with the world. I came out on this radio show three years ago with Rich and talked about my big, fat, audacious dream because I'm somebody who will do that. I'll put it out there and have people go, whoa, Are you out of your mind? Not because I need that, but because for me, I believe so passionately in it, and it's in my personality type to share that. The other part to it is I want to inspire people to think and dream big and then take massive action toward it, purposeful action. So that's the reason why I'm very vocal about it. But I agree with you. I think the silent assassins are powerful. In fact, it's important to to have a few in your network. If you're an outgoing person, have the silent assassins with you. If you're a silent assassin, find the outgoing people and, and really riff off one another and, and augment one another if you can. Wow, that's great. That's a good balance. I think, I think that's exactly what I see in my, especially for my marriage, my wife and I. I was never, even that, as I spoke about that, JT, I was never one, I didn't do a good job of learning how to, I didn't know how to have a lot of fun. That's why, because I was so such a silent assassin that I never really got out there. I wasn't, I was outgoing. I was very personable, but you didn't find me laughing and cracking jokes a whole lot. But my, then my wife came along. And the happy, you know, kind of happy, good, lucky, very strong, very confident woman, but very happy. And, you know, wasn't so much carrying the whole world of burden on her shoulders. And it balanced me out so greatly to find another person in my corner who was intimately my corner that brought that fun and joy and laughter out of me that today I'm a complete, I'm a much more different person than I was back then. You know, so that, that's a great point you just ended up with right there. But uh, as we move on along the show, coming towards this, this ladder, uh, this home run, uh, home, uh, home, whatever, the last portion of our show, let's talk about the procrastinators. What, uh, how, how awful, how difficult is procrastination, JT? Well, it's, it's a really bad deal. Um, there's a lot of studies that indicate that really 20% of the, of the entire population are bona fide procrastinators, somewhere around 20%, which means one in five people literally cannot get out of their own way. Everybody else, for the most part, just stagnates. You know, we have a difficult time making that first move. And it comes from a lot of different things. You know, one thing can be that fear of of stepping out of your comfort zone. The other one can be the fear of failure, the fear of success. I mean, what happens if I win? What happens if this whole thing goes off? My friends and family might leave me. Or what if I win and I lose it all? Or what if I can't live up to the image that I've now attained? So we have all these things that stop us from doing you know, whatever it is, we have to get down to the root and realize procrastination happens to single, almost every single person on the planet. There are very, very few people with such laser focus and such consistency that they can nail everything every time. So first, you have to be gentle with yourself. You have to accept yourself and say, okay, I'm doing that. Number two, you have to figure out what your triggers are because there's always something that pulls you off. I know for a long time, my thing was my phone. My, my smartphone would go off, and I would go, oh, there's an email, or there's a text, or whatever. So it was literally a decision I made to turn those notifications off. And you want to know something? It was one of the scariest moves I made, because I thought, as a coach and as a consultant, I have to answer everything. Well, the problem is, is I was spreading myself so thin that every time a, you know one of those things went off, I would lose focus. I'd start procrastinating on the activity that I was supposed to be doing. Now, all of a sudden, was, hey... 
somebody responded to my text or my thing on Facebook. And now it turned into a 14-hour you know, di- diversion from what I should have been doing. Understand, we all procrastinate. Understand that it's part of the game. So you got to build focus. And that focus part is really important. It's something I teach my clients, something I wrote about in the book. you got to find that place of focus and understand that you're going to procrastinate and there's ways around it, but you have to understand yourself first. JT, now that we have a bunch of lessons that you have so kindly given to us today on today's show that we can go out and practically use, I know that you're using these lessons practically in your life And your ultimate dream is to one day become the owner of the Seattle Seahawks football franchise. How are these, how are these concepts and ideas that you're sharing with us today? How is that going to look to you and us when you use these ideas to accomplish that ultimate goal? Tell us how that's all going to work. Okay. So there's two sides to this. The first side is the strategic tactical side. The other side to it is the Indiana Jones side. I'll just call it that. The first side, the the tactical side is the one thing that I actually practically use on a day-to-day basis is I use what I call the GPS. The GPS in an aircraft or in a car or even on your smartphone gives you direction to where you want to go. You have to have your own GPS to give you direction to your, your mission in life. So the G stands for goals. The P stands for purpose, and the S stands for strategy. Goals, purpose, and strategy. Now, here's the thing. I don't prefer, I don't like traditional goal setting. I think it's outdated. I think it lost its muscle a long time ago. My personal belief is you need mission accomplishment, and what it works is like this. You get crystal clear on what you want, right? We still get the whole specific, measurable, blah, blah, blah type of goal. Important. But that's only 5% of your effort. 5% of your focus, 5% of your time goes into getting clear on the goal. The next part is you've got to back it with purpose, just like we've been talking about this entire call. You've got to find your purpose and then tell me why that goal is so important. Why is becoming a millionaire? Why is becoming the owner of the Seattle Seahawks so important? And that purpose has to be 70% of the equation. You're going to spend 7-0, 70% of your time, energy, and focus getting clear on the purpose of the goal. You set the goal and then you let it happen. But you got to go in action mode. Then the last 25% of that equation is the strategy. Now, I teach a strategy called Flight Plan of Success. That's why the book is titled Flight Plan of Success. And it's the, per, it's the backbone of flight school to success, which is the courses I teach. My point is, is that that's how, on the strategic tactical side, I can achieve big stuff and help my clients achieve big stuff. Now, on the Indiana Jones side, if you remember, if you ever seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a scene where he says, I'm going after that truck to get the, Ar- the Ark of the Covenant from the Nazi soldiers. And his partner says to him, how are you going to do that? He says, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. <laughs> the point being is, if you try to dot all the I's and cross all the T's, you'll never get going. Procrastination shows up. Part of it is, you just have to say, I don't know. The road's going to unfold in front of me. It's like driving in fog. You can't see a mile down the road, but the road is there. You just have to be in action. You have to be in forward progress for that road to unfold in front of you. And so that's the side. The one is the tactical, the strategic side, and the other side is the faith and belief side where it just takes action. JT, excellent advice. Thanks for being our guest on the show today. J.T. DeBolt, the author of Flight Plan to Success, has been our guest right here on Motivation with a Purpose. Don't forget to fill out your copy of our show survey so that we can better serve you right here on Motivation with a Purpose, where we serve to inspire and teach you to live with motivation and purpose every single day. I'm Rich Halston for Zeke Bambolo. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Motivation with a Purpose right here on Talk Zone.